Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Uh, today we're doing a short video, five to ten minutes, and uh, I just wanted to go back and talk a little bit more about 2 Corinthians 6.14. Uh, let me just read it to you real quick. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness. Now, this was brought up uh, in our psalm reading, uh, where David's talking about how he's not going to spend his time with wicked people. And the scriptures are clear about not being unequal or not being bound uh, together with unbelievers, being unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And that concept comes from the Torah. It actually comes from Leviticus and Deuteronomy, uh, where it talks about, you know, you don't plow your field with a, and you don't yoke a ox and a donkey together, right? Like that's, you put those two animals together, it's, and, and try to plow a field or do something or pull a cart. That's not going to go well, right? They're, they're not, they're not the right match. Uh, there's also the commandments about not sowing multiple types of seed together when you're planting you know if you got corn and tomato coming up out of the same spot that's not going to go well it's not going to work out um there's even laws about uh your garment it can't be multiple types of material there's laws in regards to don't marry outside of the faith so that's where paul is getting that terminology of unequally yoked so the question came up, well, what do you do when it's people in your own household? Um, what do you do when a child of yours marries somebody who's not of the faith, right? Like these are situations we run into. And obviously what Paul is talking about is, so, I, well, I wanted to make the distinction because Paul's not saying don't ever uh, associate in any way, shape, or form. Like, obviously, we have to go to work, right? You're going to go to work, and there's going to be people you don't that, that are not believers, right? And you're to be a light and salt to them. You're to live out a Christian example for them, uh, so that they can see your good deeds and praise your heavenly Father, right? Um, if we never interacted at all with unbelievers, how would we ever spread the gospel and further the kingdom of God? So what is Paul talking about? And obviously the key to this uh, understanding, to understanding the scripture is that term unequally yoked, or in some translations it says bound. It's about partnership, okay? Uh, the most obvious partnership would be marriage, right? Don't marry someone who doesn't believe. That's going to be a problem. Now, if you already are in that situation, that doesn't mean you have the freedom to go get a divorce. Paul addresses that as well. Uh, we're not going to talk about that today, but he does deal with that scenario. What do you do when that's the case? Um, but it's talking about being bound, being in a partnership with somebody. Your closest confidants, your closest friends, the people you're spending the most time with, they're the people you, you confide in. Those should be Christians, not unbelievers. You're not going to get... Good counsel from unbelieving people if, when you're a believer. Business deals. Don't, 
don't go into business with an unbeliever. You've got two different types of morality. Your views on how you will handle business are going to be completely different. As a believer, yours are going to be completely contrary to the world's. So, I wanted to just give you some commentary from a few people, a few thoughts uh, from some old commentators, and um, let that kind of be flushed out a little bit for you. So, let me start with uh, B.W. Johnson. Here's what he says. He makes the point that the, that the terminology is being drawn from Deuteronomy 22.10, Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. And Leviticus 19.19, 19, which says, You shall keep my statutes. Thou shalt not let thy cattle gender with a diverse kind. Thou shalt not sow thy field and mingle seed. Neither shall a garment mingled of linen and woolen come upon thee. So here's his uh, short commentary. The meaning is that Christians are not to pair off with unbelievers. All intimate associations are forbidden. The primary reference is to intermarriage and to association in heathen festivals. <laughs> Interestingly enough, all close fellowship with unbelievers is included. Saints should choose Christian alliances and associations. Charles Spurgeon puts it like this. Not in any way, neither in marriage, which is the chief of all forms for yoking, nor yet in business or other partnerships. You must be in the same world with them, but keep yourself distinct from them. Go not into their society by your own choice, nor seek your pleasure with them. And then the long one that I'm going to read to you from Matthew Henry. So bear with me as I read uh, this commentary, and then we will be done for this morning. Here's what he says. In common conversation, we should not yoke ourselves in friendship and acquaintances with wicked men and unbelievers. Though we cannot wholly avoid seeing and hearing and being with such, yet we should never choose them for our bosom friends. In other words, closest, closest companions, closest friends. Much less should we join a religious communion with them. We must not join with them in their idolatrous services, nor concur with them in their false worship, nor any abominations. We must not confound together the table of the Lord and the table of devils, the house of God and the house of Rimeon. The apostle gives several good reasons against this corrupt mixture. It is a very great absurdity, this is what he says, it is unequally yoking of things together that will not agree together. As bad as for the Jew to have plowed with an ox and an ass or to have sown diverse sorts of grain, what an absurdity it is to think of joining righteousness and unrighteousness or mingling light and darkness, fire and water together. Believers are and should be righteous, but unbelievers are unrighteous. Believers are made light in the Lord, but unbelievers are in darkness. And what comfortable communion can these have together? Christ and Belial are contrary one to another. They have opposite interest and design, so that it is impossible that there should be any concord or agreement between them. 
it is absurd, therefore, to think of enlisting under both. And, if the believer has a part with an infidel, he does what in him lies to bring Christ and Belial together. It is a dishonor to the Christian profession, for Christians are by profession and should be in reality the temples of the living God, dedicated to and employed for the service of God who has promised to reside in them, to dwell and walk in them, to stand in a special relationship with them, and to take special care of them, that he will be their God and they shall be his people. Now there can be no agreement between the temple of God and idols. Idols are rivals with God for his honor. And God is a jealous God and will not give his glory to another. There's a great deal of danger in communicating with unbelievers and idolaters, danger in being defiled and of being rejected. Therefore, the exhortation is to come out from among them and keep a due distance and be separate, as one would avoid the society of those who have leprosy or the plague for fear of taking infection and not to touch an unclean thing, lest we be defiled. What's coming to my mind, because he made that statement come out from among them. The book of Revelation, when it's talking about Babylon, before Babylon is judged and destroyed with fire, God tells his people to come out from among them. Separate yourself from them, lest you take part in their plagues and their sin. The reason why this is so important is because where you're living in a time now where there's there's no straddling the fence. Either you're for the ways of God, which are have never been more contrary to the world than they are right now, or you're not. But you can't try to pretend like you're both. You're you're not gonna it's not gonna work. It's one or the other. So this is extremely important. And, uh, you know, I've got close friends that I no longer associate with that were friends for a lifetime. Might exchange a text here and there or a short conversation, but we don't, we're not confidants anymore. We don't spend the most of our time together. Why not? What common do we have? What common ground do we have? The things that I used to be interested in before I started following Christ closely are no longer an interest to me. The jokes are no longer funny to me. The TV shows are no longer entertaining. The TVs and movies and things, that that stuff is no longer entertaining to me. I find it filthy. James says, abhor evil. So this is our situation. Does this mean I reject every person I run into? Oh, you're not a Christian. Get away from No, that's that's not what he, it's talking about. Bound relationships, closest confidence, marriages, partnerships and business. Don't do those things. So anyway, I hope that this video has been helpful in fleshing that out. And uh, hopefully it makes more sense. Eventually, we're going to get to this uh, study in Second Corinthians, Lord willing, tomorrow, Wednesday, we're going to jump into First Corinthians chapter 15, and we're almost done with 
that book, and then we'll be moving into Second Corinthians. So I'm going to have to add this teaching on to that when we get to it. Uh, but I just wanted to do a short little video. It's been a while since I uploaded something uh, in video format. Obviously, if you're a podcast listener, I will drop the audio file for you to listen to today. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.